And the Rock Out of Podcasting, Charles McFall. So excited to be doing uh, another podcast today. That did two, two podcasts or live broadcasts here on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash uh, Rock Out of Podcasting. Duh. <laughs> how do I not know my own Facebook page? So you know how this goes at the beginning of every show. I'm going to swap over to my own profile, share it out. Uh, I'll just put a happy birth, birthday to me. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about some awesome people in my life and some awesome things that have happened, and that words mean things and what they mean to me and how that goes. So very quickly here, I just hit my 40th birthday, and thank you for everybody who's done awesome stuff for me, all the well wishes on Facebook. I will say for all of us, not just for me, for all of us on Facebook, if we, and I'm going to start doing this. When I hit happy birthday, I'm going to start throwing a dollar with it because I believe there's ways that Facebook, I have to look how, but there's ways Facebook will let you gift things and whatever. Because if we all just put a dollar with our happy birthday, man, I would say with all the great well wishes I had on my birthday, those dollars would have gotten me gas for a month and a half in my car. I'm just saying. I made some awesome stuff to bless people on their birthday. So somebody said man, last night, some homeless guy's like, hey, man, this is my 56th birthday. Will you bless me on my birthday? I'll show you my license. Like, I, I don't carry cash, dude. You got a swipe on your cell phone that I know you have? Cause I, I can swipe a card. <laughs> but no, um, it is a blessing when people share in the joy of your life. It's, it's a great thing. It is a blessing when somebody gives you a little something. and it, It's awesome. And I, I, uh, those of you that sent gifts, thank you. Ginger McIntosh, uh, thank you. Uh, Hugh Morrison, um, somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. Uh, Robert, you know, bought me, he bought me Roadhouse. He bought me a roadhouse for my birthday. It was awesome. Uh, so lots of great things, lots of cool people. But my wife, my wife, as other people do, believe in the big zeros, right? 30, 40, 50. For my 30th birthday, she tried to surprise me but needed my help making sure it booked the right thing because she was nervous about booking a hotel online. But she was booking not just any hotel in Biloxi, Mississippi, to take us gambling for the weekend for my 30th birthday. She was booking my favorite hotel. The Hard Rock Casino, man. I love it's just everything about the Hard Rock speaks to me. The rock and roll vibe, the the history, the tables have Aerosmith stuff on them. The the halls are this purple haze. And I mean it's everything about the way the Hard Rock does their their hotels and casinos just speaks to me. And I love it. So she was doing that on my 30th, and that was a big deal. And she kept saying even last year, Oh, your 40th is coming and I want to do something big. Things transpired this year and I was saying we were making some plans, plans have changed, but we were we were looking at uh, doing different things. And I was telling her, look, with the plans that we're trying to make, what I would like to do is instead of of doing this big birthday thing. Okay, no, let me <coughs> let me step back because I have a problem with birthdays. I have a, a, an issue I struggle with with birthdays, and that's that's. Uh, I commented and not shared. Anyway, hey, Marcy. Marcy uh, Rosenbaum, who loved dearly. Uh, queen of Miami, in my opinion. She is, she's the boss there. And and I, what I struggle with birthdays is I absolutely love when people love what I do or who I am so much they want to be a part of that, right? I love that part. I struggle with the part of 
doing it myself or calling attention to myself. I've had a lot of bad experiences with birthdays in the past, not just my own. I'm not going to do a long show about birthdays. I'm going to do a long show about words mean things. But uh, I've just one of the okay one of the worst things that have happened that I've just found so distasteful that it burned me so hard was somebody they take a whole week for their birthday take off it's my birthday week and every time you see them that way it's my birthday week it's my birthday shut up we know you don't give me enough room to celebrate you because you're celebrating yourself so much it just oh it makes me it's just so distasteful uh the second one that burned me for a very very long time was uh a friend of mine i called her up on her birthday to wish her happy birthday and she's crying and I'm like, oh, why are you crying? Oh, nobody, nobody remembers my birthday. I said, like, no, no, I, I, that's exactly what I called. I mean, she answered the phone crying. So I said, no, no, oh, what's going on? And she goes, she tells me, no, that's exactly what I called. And, and she just could not hear me, would not hear me. Nobody loves me. Nobody knows it's my birthday. I'm like, no, I'm literally calling you to actually, I wanted to see if you want to go to lunch for your birthday. Just not, And I'm like, basically, I'm like, fuck you. You know, because you're so self-centered. That you couldn't even see the gift that was coming to you. And I have a problem. I never want to be that. So I, I struggle with with these things. But I definitely, and so I told my wife this about my 40th. I said, okay, you know how I struggle with birthdays. Because I absolutely want people to celebrate me. I love that high that I get when I'm on a panel in front of 100 people. That high that I get when I, I get to be in front of 600 people as I did at Dragon Con and prep the room and get them laughing and interacting. The energetic high that that I got Monday night after Dragon Con when I had the giant size team-up crew here. And I told them, I was like, now I consider this my birthday dinner. Never asked for gifts, but you're my family. This is the birthday celebration that I wanted. I, I do crave those highs. I never want to do it myself so honestly with my wife sometimes asks me what do you want to do for birthday that's a question i will never answer never that's a question that makes me a little vomiting in my mouth what do you want to do? what i want to do for my birthday is whatever the world wants to do to celebrate my birthday that's what i want to do i want to be celebrated that means i don't go and do and this and that so i told her with the plans that we were making that now are not going to happen now but it's a thing i don't really there's reasons i don't want to put it out it's fine i said every dime that we take away from that i i would honestly rather if you're going to spend money and do a huge birthday thing for me i'd rather you not i know i used the word not but i'd rather you take the money and let's use it there let's use it on this thing that we're planning that would be awesome i said but i do like to be celebrated and I know you, my wife, it's a big deal about birthdays, and this one's a big deal. So whatever you do, I'll be happy with. And for whatever reason, she came to this compromise. It's a good one. It's a good compromise. Uh, I just don't know if it was financial that she came to it or if it's just a great idea. But words mean things. One of the best presents I got this year was Brian Ibbett, who rarely tweets me directly. Uh, never hesitates to shout out our association. He's given me two great presents this year. When he won the Hall of Fame Podcaster Award. And I I, I love Brian to death. I believe he, he has earned every award he's gotten. I think he deserves all the awards. I am never kidding when I say he's the nicest guy in podcasting. He's my hero. And I, I'm very fortunate to be friends with him. I'm very fortunate to be business partners with him. I'm fortunate to have that relationship. And I just, I do, I cherish that. When he won the Hall of Fame award, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, rather. He didn't win it. He was inducted. He thanked me 
specifically and named me as his partner specifically. And that, those words, man, they, they just made my heart melt. It was awesome. Then on my birthday, he direct tweeted, you know, he put out, uh, happy birthday. I, the, tweet, the Twitter's out there. I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically free press, you know, words that say, now this is my boy. This is my friend. This is who I, I as a person of influence and clout, want to say, this is my guy. And he did that for me on my birthday. It meant everything to me. And so I sit down. Uh, birthday morning started off a little rough, to be honest. I'm never really great first thing in the morning. I mean, by the time you ever see me, it's I'm, I'm a good part, partway through my coffee before you ever see me on the show. And most of the time in public. Birthday morning, right out of bed, wife kind of comes in. I'm... I'm groggy she said some things to me that weren't negative but it was unnecessary for her to say whatever she said and and this moved on and it kind of put a dark on my birthday like, why what because it wasn't necessary it's like it's like going to somebody i won't pick on chris wisdom he was here for the last show oh no carl dodge i'm gonna pick on carl dodge he's a good friend of mine it's like carl if i were to go to carl like hey man you know I thought this thing you did was really, really dumb and stupid, and I would never would have done it, but it turned out great. So I just wanted to apologize to you for thinking it was dumb and stupid. All Carl's going to do, instead of, because I'd never said it before, right? He did it. I thought it. He, and not truly. It's all made up. He did it. I thought it. He did successful. All I really did, oh, man, you did a great job with that. But what I did was stabbed you first and go, oh, I thought it was stupid. What good does that do? There's, it was unnecessary to say it produced no good effect. And that happened my birthday morning, which she said produced no good effect. And so I was kind of dark on the day. And I understand why she might have issues and this and that and the other. I'll just go ahead and say it. When her mother passed away, it was really hard for her. It's still really, really hard for her. Her mother's birthday is September 15th. My birthday is September 21st. I knew I was going to live in the shadow of that this year. There's no way around it. I get that. I'm okay with that. It's life. So kind of grumpy going through the morning but i do hold on to that truth of it doesn't matter the words were unnecessary but i can let them go i know that her mom's birthday just happened a few days ago and that's a big deal for her and the reason this is called words mean things part one because there's a negative aspect that i want to get to in a part two show that you really have to how do you get what you want out of your life how do you ruin your life how do you ruin others lives that's gonna be words mean things part two but part one is, is about the birthday and the happiness and how it, it energized me. And so I come home, and my wife, because we were talking about doing it today, Saturday, because this is the day that we have a lot of time together. Uh, since I got this day job, I work in the office, and then I come home for maybe an hour, and then I go do a night gig somewhere. And I'm still doing all the hustles I did before. I just added a daytime hustle now. So it's been it's the first week that I've done it. So it's been new transitioning the schedule. Well, we, she figured out on my birthday, which was Thursday, we'd have a couple hours together as a family. And she's, yeah, you're gonna have to spend time with the kids. They're excited. This and that. So, okay, that's what. And the kids were all telling me happy. Birthday. And that's the other thing. I don't want to tell you to tell me happy birthday. Never, ever, ever, ever. I'm never gonna mention it's my birthday on my birthday. I'm just not. It is it, is so far from who I am. It's not even funny. Or maybe it is funny. I don't know. <laughs> Last year was a rough year, and bygones are bygones. But last year, the actual birthday was is actually 
That was the last big fight my wife and I had was last year on my birthday. It's fine. It's good. Moving on. I'm trying to think of where I want to go with this. So the kids all told me on their own, happy birthday. It's great. My wife was all cutesy, and it, it, it started making me smile. It's making me smile now. And we had a dinner, and then she pulls out the stack of papers. And I'm like, what is all that? So for my 40th, to make it big, to make it important to me, my wife reached out, tacked into my Facebook page, which, God damn it, not that I ever hide anything, but there is something when I see my wife go to my phone and unlock it, I'm like, what, what, what are you doing? Why? What, uh, she's, why are you hiding something? No, no. But I don't know. It's just weird. I'm like, don't. So she hacked into She didn't hack. She knows my password. She got into my Facebook page, reached out to, I don't know, a ton of friends. And ask them to send in words. And she's got a project she's going to do with it. She's not, it's not complete yet, but she's going to take these words. I'm not sure how she's going to do it, but she's going to take what you wrote and put it into a big thing that makes the number 40 or, or, or is around the number 40. And it's going to be a big thing that's framed and put on the wall of what you've said about me on my 40th birthday. And that's amazing. So here we go. I am going to read these. Some of these for the first time because I realized instantly as I started reading them, I want to read them. With the world, and I want to share it and say thank you because what's a good what's good about giving a present is seeing somebody open it and seeing the joy that they get out of it. So this is dedicated to my wife and to everybody who has written in, and this was where words mean everything to me. This is from Avery Rogers. Happy four zero birthday, bear crawling. I've never asked what that email means. Smiley face, sticking out tongue face. <laughs> anyway, I hope this milestone day brings you all the joy of a twenty first. From my perspective, that's what it actually is with all the wisdom added that is lacking in actual 21st. <laughs> You're grabbing the world by its horns and making it yours, Charles. Keep on trucking it, Avery. Uh, Avery, so, yeah, bear crawling. Quick history on that because a lot of people don't know what that is. That was one of, that was my first, what I call my first real show. The, the, I did two podcasts before that that were misfires. They, they, one was totally wrong. She never done it. It's called Pulling My Pod. It was a masturbation reference, yes. And it, it was just self-serving morning zoo crew bullshit. The second one I did was called What I Believe, which is more about where I wanted to move in life. But it was about challenging beliefs and, and discussions. It was okay, but it misfires is the wrong time of life. Bear crawling is the first time I sat down and said, I'm going to be me, and this is what I'm going to do. And I'd heard about this exercise called the bear crawl where you're on your hands and your feet on the ground, but everything else is in the air. Knees are off the ground. Everything's off the ground. Hands, feet, and you crawl, typically across a baseball field. So every muscle's hurting, right? Every muscle's working. And when I decided to start bear crawling the show, I, I didn't know a title, but I knew it was going to be just dealing with the shit in my life, just knowing that I felt alone. But I knew mentally, statistically, there's no way I'm, I'm alone in this world. There's no way I'm singularly the only person who's ever dealt with what I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to put it out to the world. No holds barred. Everything goes. Brutal honesty. Blah. I'm just going to vomit on the microphone about what I'm thinking, what I'm going through, how I'm feeling. Don't give a shit what you think about the words that I use. And after I did a few test runs, what landed was bear crawling what doesn't make what doesn't kill you makes you stronger doing that exercise it hurts it hurts everything but it makes you stronger as a whole person 
And that just was the heart of that show. So that's what Bearcon because and that, I'll never change that email. I'll always keep that email because it is not just where I came from. It is who I am. It's go through the pain to become stronger. That is the core of who I am. So that's where that email comes from. All right, next one. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> Birthday note for Chaz. <laughs> now, here's the thing about nicknames. I'm cool with nicknames. I hand out nicknames. I hand, Actually, I hand out monikers, right? But, uh, uh, Brian Abbott, a nicest guy in podcasting. I'm the rock god of podcasting. You know, I do monikers, but here's what I've realized. And two things. One, if you say, I hate this, people kind of lean in more. It's, it's focusing on the negative, right? It's just a human thing or just a fun thing is to poke at me. So I, I, I do kind of – I absolutely hate being called Chucky, just just to be clear. I'll accept it. I'll usually never lash out, and I won't tell you why. But I hate it for two reasons. One, I fucking grew up during the area of Chucky, uh, Child's Play, right, the movies, and then Chucky the doll. And you just got called that all the time. And then my mother, who – Obviously, I've had issues with in the past, and, and there were things I had to get over. That was tied to her. She would, she thought it was hilarious to say, up Chuck, because it's a vomit reference, right, to get me out of her seat. And so anything with Chuck or Chucky. And then I've met a few Chucks in my life. One good, most of them shit. So Chucky really rubs me the wrong way. Just I'm just telling you now, if you call me that, I will never yell at you. I will never, But it's going to sh- put a little bit of a divide between us. Now, the other thing I've realized about names, like this from Chris Wisdom, is it comes from a place of love. He calls Paul Pauly. He calls me Chaz sometimes. It's a, a familiarity thing. It's a, a friend, a loving connection thing. And so I've learned to accept that. We're, I don't have any other options. I'm trying to think of what other options would I give that I prefer. I, I don't. You know, I just love, I realize that he loves me enough to not just call me Mr. McFault, right? <laughs> not just Charles. It's It goes a little far. Brian Ibbett calls me buddy sometimes. Just in person, just, you know, and that runs me a little bit wrong, too, only because of how I've seen other people use it as a dismissal. But I have to remind myself, with Brian, it's never a dismissal. It's more of a connection. It's more of a uh, you and me are together kind of thing. So I've learned that about, these are all my own issues. But here's his words, birthday note for Chaz. Wow, 40 years old. That was a tall mountain to climb, but you climbed it. That was a task almost as daunting as Aaron's quixotic quest to find 40 separate people that would verify friendship with you. <laughs> Don Quixote, man. Nice reference, by the way. I love it. <laughs> no, I did not look it up, you asshole. I actually know Don Quixote. I am I, Don Quixote, the man of La Mancha. Anyway, my understanding is that the Atlanta area QT crew members wouldn't even pretend to know you. Quick trip is QT. <laughs> uh, well, the only thing bigger than you is Aaron's dream. We've got an awesome partner and great wife in Aaron. You better spoil her on your special day. In fact, I move that going forward, September 21st, be celebrated as Aaron's Day. I think that seems fitting. I'll bring it up with the other partners and we'll vote on it soon. <laughs> Good on you, man. Now that all that is out of the way, I think this is where I'm supposed to come up with some sappy BS about how we met and how much you've come to mean to me. You know, the type of thing that will make your big ass cry. Well, all I have are a bunch of stories and memories that make me cry. They make me cry with rage how often your filthy casualness has gotten so much wrong. How often you butcher or miss a reference. Forget that we've talked about what we've talked about or thrown me out, uh, thrown to me out of nowhere. This is on the show we do together, breaking the panel, is I'll be talking, talking, talking. I just have maybe the sixth sense of when they're not paying attention. But actually, a lot of times it's because 
I like when things are thrown to me, and both of them hate it. And I'll just throw out of nowhere, Chris, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, it throws them off. That's what he's talking about, throwing to me out of nowhere. Those are the memories I have, the ones that trigger me and make me reevaluate my opinion of you on an hourly basis. See, right there, I was going to try to be nice, and I got off track thinking about how there's no fucking Batman movie. <laughs> Go listen to Breaking the Panel, the people. You know what, Chaz? There is. It starred Michael freaking Keaton, and I'm still... <laughs> I'm still mad that you said that out loud. It was a mistake! Jesus Christ! In the four years I've been aware of you, I've yelled at my computer or cellular device more than I've ever yelled at Fox News. <laughs> well, you should never watch Fox News, so that's not a good statistic. I just want to strangle you into your eyes balls and then shake you until you re- resemble that bobblehead that Aaron got you last year for, this is my Christmas present last year, the bobblehead of me, Rock out of Podcasting, right there. I love it. It stays on my desk. Woosah. Seriously, though, man, you're a great friend, confidant, and creative partner. I value your opinion and advice every bit as much as I did when you were some faceless voice. I'm from the Helicarrier. Kevin Smith has said, uh, said uh, Kevin Smith always says that anyone can be a podcaster, but you're one, of the ones that, you're one of the ones that pulled back the curtain and brought me in. You helped give me back my voice as well as creative outlet and a good friend to BS with on a weekly basis. You're one of the best ones. He'll say fucking, but he won't say BS. That's funny. Or bullshit, rather. Uh, you're one of the best ones, Charles McFall. Your heart is matched only by your... Don't fuck, man. Don't call me by my real name. Now you're being serious. God damn it. Your heart is matched only by your earnestness and ability to find and develop the good in others. I really couldn't have expected or been presented with more from someone that I met in an internet chat room. <laughs> Thanks for bringing me into this world and allowing me to be a part of what we do. Thanks for the trust, responsibility, and respect you've been given and shown. I don't know about podcasting, but you're at least a rock out of pretty cool dudes. Happy birthday, man. Here's a mini more. Your pal, Chris. I will swipe right on that, Chris. Cheers to you, sir. All right, here is another one. Jeff Schultz, longtime friend. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see if he puts it in because there's a joke he always puts in here. Here's a note for your birthday. Congratulations, big man. You made it to the big 4-0. Welcome to the beginning of the end. That's for you, man. I'm going to live forever. Yeah. Fame. I'm going to live forever. I, I, I grew up in the Bible of Highlander, where there can be only one so far. I'm one of many, so I've got many heads to cut off to live for a very long time. also grew up reading the Bible, and Methuselah made it to 900, and people were like, well, Jesus, God, limited the time. You know what? God's got me doing a whole lot of shit, motherfucker, so I'm going to be here for a long time. Beginning to the end, my ass. These are my toddler years still. That's why I get so much wrong, Chris, is I'm still a toddler at all this. In all seriousness, though, it's an important milestone. I know we have drifted apart over the years, but I know you have continued to follow your passion and forge your own path of success. Keep on fighting the man and keep on doing whatever it is you're doing. You still do a podcast? He did it. He threw it in. Ah, love you, man. Jeff in L.A. <laughs> so that's the thing. Jeff would always, on all of my posts for the longest time, um, he and I came together over two guys, one brain. And that's a great show. They don't really do it anymore. Every once in a while, they'll put out an episode. But they got 500-something episodes. It, it's cool. Go back and listen to all of them. They're amazing. But they really, they're the ones that helped set the dream. They're the ones who always saw me for more than who I saw myself as. And in that community, I really got to work with Jeff and be great friends with Jeff and, and hang out with him in Vegas and hang out with him in uh, Portland when I went to the two guys' house and I've uh, done a lot of cool stuff together. And every time I'd make a post on Facebook about my podcast or something, I was like, you? 
do do a podcast <laughs> every single time. So he definitely worked it in. And we've our lives, our path lives have definitely taken different directions. And that's, uh, in my opinion, that's the drifting a part of what he's missing or mentioned rather. But um, yeah, uh, good man, good man. And yes, I, I see. So this is from John Lee Hart. Uh, <laughs> I love. It. Hey Charles, John here from Secretly Timid. I know who you are, John. You're one of my coolest podcasting friends. I love you to death, man. I'm still supposed to be on your show again, and at some point I'm going to get you back on my show. I want to wish you the happiest of birthdays. Thank you for all that you do, and thank you for sharing your huge heart with the world. Happy birthday, buddy. J.H. Uh, cheers, man. I'm going to save this one to the end because it's a little bit bigger. Here we go. <sighs> Hi, Aaron. Uh, let me know if this works. Happy birthday, man. Welcome to your 40s where we get pains in places you didn't. No, you can feel pain. Your metabolism comes to a total total stop. Come on. I'm already fat as hell. Come on, dude. Uh, and soon you'll be getting AARP ads in the mail. I, I am down with discounts. I have no problems with AARP, man. I am down with some discounts. Uh, beyond that, it is good to have someone like you that I can call a friend who is like-minded and works towards a common goal. Here's to many other birthdays, kid. I'm older than you. I get to call you that. <laughs> BC Dodge. Learn more or follow along on bcdodge.me or see what Rose and Angel is up to. <laughs> Self-promotion. Cheers, Dodge. Uh, Carl, man, I love you, dude. All right, this is moving. Uh, you know what? Let's see real quick. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll do this one. So I definitely have family issues, familial issues all around. This is uh, from my Aunt Kim. And it says, Dear Aaron, which is my middle name, uh, by the way, my wife's name is Aaron, E-R-I-N. My middle name is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N. And for whatever reason, my parents named me Charles Aaron McFall and decided to call me by my middle name. And that is kind of a Southern thing. Southerners do do that uh, quite often. Um, I changed to Charles many years back just by universal happenstance. And I've told that story. I, you know what? Uh, real quick, I hate when people tease stuff and don't talk about it. I can't tell you exactly where to go listen to the story. So here it is. I went to apply for a job, and like every application in the world that was paper back then, it had first name, middle name, last name, and even had some of them had what you prefer to be called. I can't remember if this did or didn't. So I, I got the job. You know, great. Go to start. They have a name badge. Charles is on my name badge. I'm never one to argue. I never want to cost the company more money than what they've already spent, so I just wore it. And as people got to know me in that point in my life, it was right after college. And it was, I was 19, 18, 19 years old. Um, it just became, this part of my life knows me by Charles. This one knows me by Aaron. And really, it became this this different kind of freedom that I found to be who I am. So she says, Dear Aaron, first of all, how on earth can I be wishing you a happy 40th birthday? It's not computing in my brain that has such amazing fond memories of the little rambunctious guy we sp spent so many summers visiting. That was the cool part of my summers. We never went to Disney. We never did summer camps. But what we did do was hang out with my cousins and, and my aunt and uncle uh, two or three times during the summer. They were in Jacksonville. For the longest time, we were only two or three hours for them. Uh, even now, we're four or five hours from Jacksonville. It's not that long of a drive. So we spent a lot of summers together. When I think of you, I always think uh, first after Beach Boy and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle cassettes <laughs> of your smiles and infectious laughs, your boundless energy, creativity, and compassionate heart. I'm sure you've brought all of that to your grown-up, Aaron, excuse me, Charles, husband, dad, and career life in your circle of family, friends, and coworkers 
feel very lucky to have you in their lives. I wish you the very happiest of birthdays. Celebrate big. The best is yet to come. I love you. So thank you, Kim. Happy 40th birthday, dear Charles. So pleased to be sending you good wishes for a wonderful 40th birthday. As I'm in my 70s now, I look back over my life. I can truly say that 40s were great. In fact, both of my children are in their 40s, and I see such fabulous and wonderful things happening in their lives. And I know it will be the same for you. I have watched you grow into such a fine man, a thoughtful husband, an adoring father, and a caring, respectful friend. So on your very special day, sit back and enjoy the love that surrounds you, and remember to be thankful for all that you have and for the people in your life. Your friend, Linda, a.k.a. Mother Superior. And she, man, she taught me. Again, she came through me, to me through the Two Guys, One Brain show. I, in the same age as her kids, I had definitely had parent issues, and she listened to Bear Crawling and somewhat was a surrogate parent for a little while to help me get through healing and get through some pain. But the biggest thing she taught me is not every joke should be said. And she taught me that even when I hurt somebody, me, because I, I made an ugly joke kind of at her expense. And it felt bad and it hurt her feeling. It was weird. It was dumb. It was one of those, I was in that vein and podcasting days of then of I'll do anything for a joke. I'll tell any joke. You know, I'm that guy. And I regretted it and it hurt her feelings. But she taught me just because you do something stupid doesn't mean people stop loving you. And that was a big turning point for me. So thank you, Mother Superior. Super Stewie says, you're awesome, dude. Charles, so glad you were waiting for me in MAA. I wish you the absolute best in life. Uh, thank you, dude. I, I, I love when Stewie pops on and comments about things. And we get a very straight to the point, short-spoken guy, but a great guy. I love, I love hanging out with him. Charles, I'm really enjoying watching your journey. I admire you, admire you for following your passion, which also inspires me. You're truly a one-of-a-kind guy. Happy birthday, brother, David. Thank you, David. David, I met in... in an office situation, which is never a good situation to meet me. And I had very separate lives, I had office life and podcasting life. He was one of the few that crossed over there and we became real friends. He introduced me to sushi. He is the reason I'm a fiend for sushi now because I, I picked up that good old boy mentality of a raw fish, man, blah, blah, it's bait. You know, I just, I grew up around people who always never would give anything a chance. And yes, I said always never. And that was true. They would always never give anything a chance that's new and never would try to and mock sushi. And I just never had the opportunity. And one night, my wife and uh, myself and him and his wife went out and he ordered it. I was like, hey, man, do you mind if I've been kind of wanting to try it because I'm trying a bunch of new things in life now? Would you mind if I tried it? Because uh, I didn't want to spend $8 to try one thing and maybe not like it. Sure. And it was a California roll, I think. It, it, it was the easiest, uh, one of the most common rolls of sushi out there. And sure enough, I loved it. Loved it. So now that's all I, I like to do is, is when I go special and I go big, I go sushi, man. I love, love sushi. Thank you, Deved, for being a part of my life. Angie says, Charles, first of all, happy 40th birthday. I just want to let you know that your friendship means more to me than you could ever know. You have given me someone to talk to when I really needed a friend. I will always consider you and Aaron a part of my family. Here's hoping the next 40 years will be even more awesome than the last 40. Love, Angie. Thank you, Angie. And for those of you just tuning in, this is not just a celebrate me thing. The whole thing about, I set up the story about words mean things. And the reason I'm reading these is this is the first time 
pretty much ever I've gotten some real honest thoughts from people about what I mean to them in their lives. And it means so much to me. And this is one of the greatest presents I give that I could be given rather. And I give back in this way. So one, you can watch this as a person who wrote it. You can see my reactions and see how much it does mean to me on my face. I know my face is very reflective of what I'm feeling. So I know you'll, you'll see it on my face and not just in my words and voice, but also because when you give a gift, I believe you should be able to see the person open it because two things. One, I, I, I give you something to want to know the joy in your life and how it's affected you. That's why I give. But also, if I see your face go, you know, and you obviously don't like it, I, I personally have never seen that because I'm pretty damn good at giving gifts for people. Because honestly, and Angie will tell you, I don't just give you a gift because it's your birthday. Uh, I give when it's right. And I, I don't know if I've ever given Angie a birthday present. What I have done is when I had money and I put notes like, hey, I cherish you and I cherish your friendship and I want to get you this. And sometimes I go straight to their list. And I may, I've made friends of mine, including Angie, make lists so that when I'm in the giving mood, I know it's something that's going to mean something to you and I'll get it for you. And two, or I see something that I know is going to mean something to somebody and I do that. And I want to see that change. So, and I do want to know that if I misstepped and gave you something you didn't want, how to fix that. So that's why I'm doing this show today. Mike Woodard, here we go. You, Charles McFar, the type of man who leaves his mark in the world. My wife has cha- my life has changed for the better because you're a part of it. Here's you, and here's hoping you have an amazing birthday. Happy birthday, rock on. Thank you, Mike. Cheers. Uh, he said much more on the phone and in text and on Facebook. Uh, thank you, Mike. Charles, it's been a long time since I sent my first email to you, listening to you roar like a bear or badger or naked mole rat or whatever. <laughs> and I still stand behind it. Thank you for doing what you do so I can do what I need to do. It's been a great ride, and I can't wait for the next seven-plus years. Seven-plus. Maybe maybe it's, okay, maybe it's because he's been with me for seven years. I'm like, I'm not dying in the next seven years. Don't put that juju on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> it's been a great ride. I can't wait for the next seven-plus years. Take care. Don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> Nolan Overton. Thank you, Nolan. Um, yeah, man, that, that was... Ah, this, this guy was one of the confirmations in my life. And that's how I move through life is I know, I believe I'm, I'm on the path. I know where I'm going in life, even though most people can't see it. Even my wife now with a 13 year history in podcasting and, and just growth and moving and accomplishing and changing and getting to see tangible money come from the dream that I, I have done. It becomes easier. They see what it looked like where I came from. You can see where I'm going. That becomes easier. But I know where I'm going, but I need that confirmation sometimes. Say, yeah, I'm on the right path. And Nolan, I was nominated one of the many years I was nominated for awards. Bear Crawling was up there. And he started just listening to different shows in different categories and came across mine. And apparently, instantly, when he came across Bear Crawling, and it was really raw and real, I mean, that was part of the tagline. It's raw and real. It's a human connection. It's it's brutal honesty. No, it's brutal honesty with a human connection. But it was raw and real, uncensored, no holds barred. And, I mean, I would say some stuff. It, it, that I believed, but it, have, it would have that energy and that, that sometimes. I mean, I cried many, many times on that show. Raged many times on that show. And he found it through the awards and instantly hit me. It's like, it's, the short version is he hit me up with an email saying, 
you're amazing. I want to work with you. What can we do? And he's kept me going many, many years when there was stuff I just couldn't do. He stepped up and did it for me. And it's been amazing. And thank you, Nolan, for being a part of my life. Dear Aaron, wow, so many fond memories I have of growing up with visits to the cousin's house. And with seven years between us, you never once made me feel excluded. On the contrary, you taught me to wrestle like the best of the boys and how to say sweet tea with that amazing Georgia accent. I always look, <laughs> I always look forward to video games and hangouts with you, even if you secretly hated the somewhat growth that I wa was to you. So this is my cousin, Jen. And... Uh, <laughs> it was bad when Forrest Gump came out because then instantly when she came to visit my house, it was Jenny, come on, Jenny, and tortured her just as much as she tortured me. But she's the youngest of her siblings, uh, Seth and Tim and Jen. I, I, all I have is really great memories of growing up with them. They were my best friends. And, and yes, that does say a sadness to my life that I didn't have very many friends. But in a time of – you got to understand – I have almost zero family connection. Part of that was how I grew up. Part of that was my damage. But part of that is because I needed to be on a path to be open to building new relationships and building life and understanding. And, and it makes my personal family now more important to me. So And my family was spread out across the nation. One of my uncles is in Wyoming. Uh, they were in Florida. My aunt uh, was all over the place. I mean, she was a missionary to Haiti for a while. And so it, I, I was the opposite of being Southern, of Southern big family, and everybody's here on the plantation. And, and I mean, I know people. My, my good friend Nicole Spencer, she lived at a place that you drove down this driveway, and that's that aunt's house, and that, that's that grandparent's house, and that's that cousin's house. It's all on the same property. My family was scattered around. But... I was the oldest of my siblings. Jen was the youngest of hers. And for whatever reason, that just made us really bond uh, so well together. And she actually, I, I don't know if I can get this picture focused, but that is a picture. Come on. I'm going to tap the camera so it'll focus. As best you can see, that's a picture of me and her at, Jesus Christ, I can't even tell you how old that is. Um, it's hard to tell. But that's how it was. I mean, she was on me. And, yeah, so there were definitely times when it was a uh, get-off-of-me kind of thing. She went through a phase where it was funny to punch boys in the nuts. And that was a very long summer. Um, <laughs> but all good memories. And I loved it. I did. I loved it. And going back to her email. And while I miss those days, I have also enjoyed seeing you as an awesome adult doing life with your beautiful family. Thanks for being awesome, for being you. Hope your 40th year is full of amazing life moments that you will cherish forever. Love always, Jenny. And I got to tell you, she she's the prettiest of all of our family, without a doubt. I mean, I, I'm a gorgeous motherfucker, without a doubt. But she she is a model uh, as far as the, the related clan that we grew up with. She's, she's, a, she's a supermodel. And she was a dancer, and I loved you know seeing her family stuff, and and we. It's interesting, without putting out a whole lot of a negative business, there was a, a a bomb that went off in our collective family at one point, and what was really cool to me was the sense of family was never with 
those above us. It was always lateral. It was always the cousins. And when that bomb went off, I mean, it just solidified it. We all kind of separated our own lives. Facebook was a new thing. And when that happened, the, the emotional life bomb that happened, we instantly connected on Facebook to each other and came together and as support and all of us. I mean, even the older kids. We have cousins that are, I mean, so Seth, Tim, Jenny, and I, and my sister are all in that same age range. Seth is just about my age. Tim is, I think, a year younger. Jenny is, I'd say, maybe five, six years younger, but not a huge deal. We all have cousins who, when we were middle school, they were in college. But even those cousins, we all came together in different ways. I, I don't know that my sister ever joined in, but I, 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 I Jughead. <laughs> Jenny, you remember that? We called her Jughead for that summer. Um, it was important because it, it was the only true sense of family that I had for the longest time. And, um, Jen, I love your family. I love what you do. And Tim and Seth, too. I, I stalk you on Facebook. I know we don't talk nearly enough. I know we don't connect nearly enough, but I definitely stalk you guys like you stalk me. So... Uh, and and hopefully, any time that I'm going to pass through Florida, I'm going through Jacksonville, and I want to really make an effort. The last time, which was about five years ago, the last time we passed through Florida, I made the bad plan. I made the plan of, oh, on the way back after the vacation, it was just me and Aaron and, and Oakland and Crosby at the time. They were Oakland and Crosby were five and six. And I thought, oh, go in there. We won't want to stop because we're so excited to get to Disney. And so on the way back, we'll stop. Well, that's a very bad plan because on the way back, you're tired from your vacation. You, you're worn down. You want to go home. And I hit Jacksonville, and I was supposed to, like, text them when we got in the area. We are going to try to meet for lunch or something. But there was a big football game. Jacksonville Jaguars were playing. And it was traffic. It's just everything stacked up to where I didn't connect with them. And now I'm like, no, we're going to do it different. I want to make sure it's part of any trip I take to Florida as I make that time because I miss you guys. I need that connection. All right, this is from Laura D., who actually just jumped on the show. So thank you, Laura. This is, this is from you. Happy 40th, McFall. Thank you for sharing your years and tears of wisdom, happiness, laughter, trial, and life through your podcasts. You inspire me to keep going on tough days and make me laugh when I'm frustrated. And you aren't afraid to share that you're human, too. Keep doing what you're doing, and I hope this year rocks for you and your family. Laura. And Laura is is super important to me because she's a non-fan. And that's very, very important to me. Because as a creator, I need fans. I love fans. I love I loved doing the Pokemon Go podcast live at Dragon Con and having people who I've never met who didn't try to be my friend who just stood up and said, Hey, I love listening to the show and making references to me from the show. I love that. And I need that as a creator. I need fans. But I need people who understand who I am as a human being as well, who say you're changing my life. And Laura is, is one of those people right now who she doesn't hesitate to say, man, when you did this, it helped me go this path. When you did that, I want to be, I want to listen to everything. Carl is the same way, honestly. Carl's like, I'm a fan of the show. But what he means is he loves what I have to say, and he takes something from it each time. And we're friends. And I... I there is a certain level of fandom that we'll never do personal things together. Now, I might do a meet and greet. I might, but you, you won't be near my family. That's just life. I, I, I'm a fan of Kevin Smith. I have never met his wife. I've never been invited to his house. 
I will change that at some point because I'm not such a fan. I'm more I'm more of a interested in you and you as a creator. And so I plan on being friends with Kevin at some point and being tight. But my point is, just went to mind and came away. Uh, um, Jensen Ackles. Jensen Ackles, he plays Dean on Supernatural. Loved him on Smallville before that. Um, I will watch anything he's in. My wife phrased it great last night. She has a TV crush on him. She'll watch anything that he's in. Now, she's not crushing on him. She didn't think he's the cutest. She, we both love the same things about him, his sense of humor, his style, the way he, he does his creativity. I'm a fan of his. I would absolutely take a picture with him. I'd shake his hand. There's nothing that I feel connected to him that we would ever be besties. If it happened, it happened. But he, to me, is now Eddie McClintock, same way. They're in this vein of, I'm a fan of your work. I love what you do. Thank you for doing what you do. And there's that level of separation, right? But Laura, <clears throat> Laura is taking what I say, taking the stories and how I've applied it to my life and applying it to her life. And never once being like, oh, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, She's said she's called me stupid once or twice. Said the things I said make no sense, but at the same time, she felt right when she said, "You know, hey, bring your family out." She lives near me. Bring your family out. We'll do this thing, and it was great. And that's that's a level I need. I have partners. I have best friends. I definitely need people in that middle ground where she stands to say that kind of thing of how what I'm doing means something to you. So thank you, Laura. No one could have known how things would change for two bored teenagers looking for something to do. From the time we met in that tiny room at the airport to the time we snuck off to Ohio, the time we almost died again. <laughs> when you said, just meet me at the front gate of Universal Studios, which had two different parks. I didn't know that. Is it Tampa between Orlando and Daytona? Shut up! I didn't look at the fucking map, man. I just wanted you to hang out with me. Time is relentless. Places change. People have come and gone. Some good, some heartbreaking. My entire life will be measured against yours. This one time, quotes, isn't a band camp. It's with a guy I know still. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> Douglas Spencer Spaz, my boy. We met when I was 16 and he was 15. And we're still tight. I am 40 and he is 39. Yeah, I will throw that out. Man, what is that? 16 to 26 to 30. That's 20. So 24 years. 24 years. And lots and lots of stories. Some of them come up in the shows. Uh, some of them hadn't. Um, but yeah, you know, so many times, see, I just wanted him in my life so much and he was living in Florida and anytime I was in the state of Florida, I'm like, Hey, can't you just meet me here? And yeah, it, it <laughs> he's always done it though. He's always done it. He drove from Daytona to Orlando where I was so we could drive down to Tampa <laughs> to go see a wrestling show because I bought him tickets because I thought. I didn't check a map, and I thought, isn't it just easy for you to drive down to? Because I checked for myself how long it take to get to Tampa. I thought, oh, it'd just be for easy for you. And no, no, it wasn't. And uh, the the meet at the front gate thing, <laughs> I didn't realize Universal split into two different parks, so that was that was dumb. All right, here's another one. Turning 40 is a major landmark. It means getting through four whole decades of life experiences that mold you into the person you are today. It gives you insight about how to make the most of the upcoming years by living through your fair share of fortune, misfortune, lucky breaks, and heartaches. So stepping into the 40s is a golden chance to live life 
with open eyes. During the first 40, you gain a maturity along life's journeys and increase the abilities to enjoy and savor the small moments with those that have become a part of your life. Now, I know this guy. I grew up with this guy. I think you just fucking copied and pasted some shit that you Googled. This, man, this is not the man I know that can write well and speak well. And, and oh, so good. Uh, oh, yeah, Laura, the horse riding stuff. Yes. I need to I need to see where that video stuff is and, and get it taken care of. That I forgot. I totally forgot we took video. All right. Back to this this email for my birthday here. In actuality, the 40s is when one begins to really live. Yet, like all other important happenings, it comes with its challenges. During this time where, if you're not mindful, you start to lose things. Hair, eyesight, hearing, flexibility, endurance, and, well, you know. <laughs> but don't fret. Modern medicine has done wonders to keep us alive longer, healthier, improved performance. Viva Viagra! <laughs> Shut your cancer ass, you fuck the stick. Uh, I love this guy. Johnny. This is Johnny. This is my man. So here on your special day, we salute you and all that you've accomplished. The knowledge you've gained, the songs you've sung, the moments that you've shared, the Chick-fil-A sandwiches you made, and the bonds you created have made you into the man you are today. You're the prime example of what a man entering his 40s should strive to be in life. That, that means a lot, and I'll tell you why in a second. An attentive husband who provides for his family, a nurturing father who loves and helps build up his children into great human beings, and a great friend who would literally give the shirt off his back in order to help them out in need. Even though we'd rather Big C keep his clothes on, stripping is not his forte. <laughs> I'm glad that I have the chance to be a part of these first 40 years in your life. And I hope getting a chance to help you enjoy 40 more as you age gracefully into your golden years. Happy birthday, Charles. Those words, I'm not going to, I'm telling you, I am telling you, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. These are my toddler years. This first 40 was toddler, man. I learned to walk. The next 40, I learned how to be a teenager. The next 40, I learned how to be an adult. The next 40, I'd start changing the really, really, really bending the universe to my will. That's that's how I'm rolling, man. That's how it's going. But love all this stuff. Your brother from another, Johnny Marsh. Johnny came to me. I was younger than snow. No, no, no. I was 16, 17, somewhere in there. And he came in during an interesting situation in his life. And he's the man that when I tell the story of singing the BG song in the little Ford Ranger, that he's just slightly shorter than me. He's just slightly less heavy than me. So we're two really big guys. Or at least he was when he was a teenager. He may be skinny as shit now. I don't know. Uh, but two huge six-foot, four-plus guys, 300-plus pounds guys, and a Ford Ranger, tiny little truck, and he doesn't know it's coming, and I'm singing along with the Bee Gees, and then I start doing... Doing the high pitch falsetto that I won't do for the microphone in case you're listening on your headphones here. And we he just laughed so hard. He laughed so hard. I couldn't control the truck. I mean, we were weaving and bobbing because we were both laughing so hard. Our bodies were moving the truck on the road. He's the man that helped me really find my range in singing. He's the man that never told me I sounded like shit. Instead, he said, here, try this and help find ways for me to sing back. Singing was a very important part of my life when I met him. And Johnny, Johnny, Johnny also introduced me to weed. <laughs> I, I, I blame him for all of that and introduced me to partying and uh, drinking and uh, all the worldly sins that I now enjoy. Man, I love you, man. I'm glad you found a great wife and made a great family. 
and he lives just far enough to make it inconvenient for the two of us to get together on a regular basis. I live in Conyers. He lives in Statesboro, and that's about a three-and-a-half, four-hour one-way trip. So it's very difficult for us to do things together. Uh, but love you, man. All right, this is these last two, or three, actually, are from newer friends of mine. Actually, let me see if I can do this while I buy some time. Uh, I didn't think to prep. I forgot to prep this one. I, I prepped one that I, I needed to prep. There's another one that was on Facebook that uh, actually didn't. No, she didn't. She didn't. So it's on Facebook. So let me see if I can go to my feed and do the birthday thing where everybody uh, – shared birthdays but these last three people are the some of the newest people in my life who still mean the world to me uh do their reasons i do great things i i i tell you i believe to really to really bend the universe to your will to put that dent in the universe that steve jobs so famously said you have to partner with the right people emotionally spiritually you have to connect. And Jim Swilly, I'm trying to find what he wrote. Jim Swilly is one of those people that I've connected with. And it it's it was important. And oh come on, seriously, I can't just find my birthday wishes. Let's see if I can scroll. I, you know what? I can scroll down. On my notifications. For, no, let's go here. Notifications. Sorry for this on the show. This is the one thing. But he wrote something very, very cool. And I wanted to to find that and read it. Um, man, this is low. Uh, you know what? I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to find it. Because, you know, when you go to Facebook on your birthday, it has, like, this section. You can click on it. It pops up this window. It shows everything that everybody has said uh, about on your birthday. And see if I can't find it here. No. All right. I'm going I'm to search real quick. There's a way to search a relationship, uh, too, I know. And I can't remember how to do that off the top of my head right now. But I wanted to get this thing, and I forgot to... To ah, yes, this is it. That's the post that I want. Here it is. All right. So what I did is I just searched my name and his name, uh, and here it came up. Most excellent birthday intentions to you today on this milestone anniversary of the day of your birth, my friend. Thank you for your faithfulness, your innovation, and your authenticity for doing a great job fulfilling your unique, your unique role in the earth. You are a Renaissance man. If today begins a new best chapter of your life, let the adventure begin. And that that was very cool, and it means a lot. And thank you, Jim. We've gone through a lot together. Of all the people in this world to put the final nail in my freedom coffin, that's a weird ass analogy, but I don't. I, it's, I'm gonna roll with it. It was him. It was him when he came out. Man, I guess it's five six years ago now when he came out. It freed me. Not ever because I was gay. Not ever because I had some secret that I needed to admit. It's because that was the last bastion of stronghold in my life. The last chain to break was religion, was the church. I could not find any way. I had such difficulty finding any way to connect with faith. 
Because everybody that ever talked about faith just really peppered a whole lot of religion in there. And while the stuff he preached I could connect with, watching the church around him, watching the people around him that were so full of religion, so full of bullshit, I couldn't. It was just... it was a weak connection at best. It was one bar on your cell phone, right? It was strenuous connection. I, I The one bar was him speaking the truth of his life, but I couldn't, there was no connection to the rest of it. And when he came out as gay, and I, I saw that, and I mean, I, I shit you not, this is the second pin in my life you could put in and see I'm on this path, and it veers off. James Spencer was the first, who was Douglas's brother, by the way. James, well, it was the second. Because when second he, I was like ten, fifteen minutes into his video of of what he was saying to his church and coming out, that I was like, "That's a guy we need to follow now. That's a guy I can learn from. That's the man I can work with in a religious capacity in a faith based capacity. That's somebody that we're going to bend the universe together." And I started going there, and that was the last bit of freedom I needed to be truly who I was and to go do what I can do. And I want to thank you for that, sir. That was amazing. This comes from Dennis of Botched. And this one surprises me, to be flat out honest. I've been around Botched for less than a year now. We signed them to our Giant Size Team Up Network uh, about 10, 10 months ago or so. It really hasn't even been a whole year yet. And most of that time has been a professional. I mean, that's how you start everything, right? You're a professional relationship and i invest in you but i know we're not besties or this and that and but as we've grown as we've done things dennis and phil both have really just plugged into the network and which means they plugged into more of my life and then they came for DragonCon and they really plugged in to my life and it, it was really cool and i was but i was surprised that this quick of a relationship this early of a relationship that not only do i get a a, a word I get a whole book from it. So here we go. This one is one I have not read at all. All right. So, I, okay. I'm making sure it's not like him and Phil sharing something here. Dearest Charles, it has come to my attention that it is your birthday. This came as a surprise to me because I thought God's had no birthday, but instead we're eternal. Yes. You know, that's what I'm saying. Dennis, I love you, man. That's what I'm saying. I'm a little behind on my religious information, though, so I may have just forgotten that day in Sunday school back in my youth. I am told that you are turning the big 4-0 this year. I thought long and hard. No, you know what? You know what? That's a very good point, though. We can have this discussion on the show, whatever, about the rock god of podcasting. The imagery there really is is about being that that huge metal star on the stage, you know, the the metal gods and those kind of things. But part of it, too, is is I just tap into a deeper part of the universe. Part of it, too, is, man, something that Jim Swilly has said is, is we're co-creators with God. That in the Bible, he's got scripture. And if you want to ever know somebody who knows scriptures, Jim Swilly knows the goddamn scriptures. He knows the scriptures. He knows the Hebrew. He knows the Greek. He knows all that shit. You want to argue? Argue with him because he got you. And he can pull out verse after verse about how we were created in God's own image, meaning we're created as gods on earth. We were given the power by God to, Adam named the animals, and God said, all right, that's what it is. At, at, at the minimum, we're co-creators. So yeah, rock God of podcasting absolutely does infer to Jesus' years were numbered. Jesus is a God, right? 
He's the son of God. Blah, blah, blah. But they counted his birthday. So that's why my birthdays are here, Dennis. <laughs> I thought long and hard, just the way you like it, about what kind of birthday message I should send. I could go with that you look much older than 40. I could go with all of your various friends of the show or name droppery. Uh, <laughs> and th see, this is why I do name drop. It's so important to me to have relationships that when I have them, I reference them to let the person know I love that I have a relationship with them. Instead, now actually more I lean into now I name drop on purpose sometimes just because of this great running joke through the network. That is, it is true. I, I do name drop from time to time, but it's, I love my life. <laughs> and I want you to know I love my life and how cool it is. Instead, I would like to say that I am ever so glad that a sexy son of a bitch such as yourself came into the world 40 years ago. You're one of the more passionate and helpful individuals that I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. I have no idea what was in store last year when we started our little journey to create a podcast. One little monument after another stacked up until we got noticed by that psycho Chris Wisdom, and we ended up joining Giant Size Team Up Network. We have had more little accomplishments since then, but I think the thing that I'm most proud of is being able to call the network and you, my friend. Dennis Robinson, friend of the show. You have helped us more than you really have ever had to. You've given us constant words of encouragement and guidance. Sometimes I know I don't pay much attention to the praise, but I always appreciate the kind gestures. As soon as I met you at DragonCon, I felt even more like family. Of this family, you are definitely the dad, even though surprisingly you're not the oldest. <laughs> you're the backbone of the network, ever driving forward with that never-ending passion and kindness. On top of that, I had my car issues, and you and your lovely family took Phil and I in for an extra day, and you even drove us to the airport to pick up my car. I'm forever in your debt for that kind of help, as you did not have to go out of your way to feed or shelter us. Okay. Fuck you, your family. Nothing was out of my way. And I got to tell you, I was honestly hoping your car wasn't fixed, so you'd stay an extra day or two and play with me more. I love people who love being with me. I love playing with people who love to play the games I play. I and I think that's a human thing, but I'm going to be just flat out honest. I love people who love me. I love people who love what I love. And everybody in the network, I, I wish you could have stayed longer. And when Dennis was having car trouble, I was a little excited because he's going to stay and, and hang out. We're going to get that time together. And I was a little disappointed when his car was ready. Now, I know he wanted to go home, and I get that. I totally get that. But I, I do love that you were here. You and Phil both, man. I honestly hated that we, you everybody wasn't staying in my house for the thing. We didn't have the room. It wasn't a great situation for it. But I love being connected to people. So, yeah, you will always be here, and there's no debt to pay. Back to his email here. I know you're ragging on uh, shelter. Okay, I know we all enjoy ragging on you by just ragging. That's such a 90s term, too, man. I get it. I... I <laughs> I know we all enjoy ragging on you, but I genuinely look forward to our discussions and your insight. You always seem to back up my ideas, or better yet, find ways to improve them. I will always appreciate the help you provide and the vision. I hope you have the very happiest of 40th birthdays, and know that if you ever need anything, you just need to ask, and I'm there. You know, there's this blowjob issue that's been coming up lately, Dennis. I'm just saying. <laughs> there now all the nice cities are all the way i can get back to giving you shit on a nearly daily basis happy birthday man your loving friend dennis and that's the one thing that i have embraced about sports because I, I hazing is shit i never should have to earn my place in your tribe by doing stupid shit or letting you hurt me or do make me do stupid shit never ever 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 but there is a family aspect in sports and brohood and and that when you give 
shit. When you when you give somebody a hard time, it's showing love in a way. Now I balance that with everything I do, and even my network. I've had to, to mention some things to some people like, hey, balance. You're hitting me, not just me, but people. You, you're coming out swinging. It's funny. But that's almost all I ever get. Let's balance that with true appreciation, true love publicly so that everybody in the network sees each other, that we love each other, that we are busting balls and we're having fun and giving each other a hard time out of love. And that's something I absolutely love from these guys is I finally knew another confirmation of I'm on the right track. I finally knew I was doing the right thing when you're doing the suggestions I'm giving to or when you're building on the idea that I gave or helped with or that you're wanting to be a part of what I do and you're playing in this universe. That's a, a powerful thing to to then say, you know, even Chris Wisdom gives me so much shit. But he will say, he never hesitates to say, man, man, the thing that you do here was amazing. And to see you do this thing in action is amazing. And uh, I'm only, okay, I lost my stream for some reason. Don't know why. Um, I don't care. I'm just gonna keep going because I'm almost at the end. But this last part right here, this last part right here, is uh from from Phil of Botched. This one, my wife actually did it right. She played the music. She read it to me. I laughed and laughed and laughed. And it was in that moment I knew I was gonna have to do a whole rock god show about words mean things. All of this means everything to me from my past history of what I've done, John. John, man, you missed where I read your email. You're going to need to go back and watch the show when it finalizes because I talked about you and the birthday emails. And the reason I did this was to, to say thank you to all of you. It means everything to have these words said and, and the thoughts shared. And and honestly, it's the stuff you get at a funeral, right? And I mean, these are on a happy, positive, happy wishes, go on, live way. But we get how many people die in this world and you finally say something good about them. I mean, that's kind of a running joke on TV is faking your death to have people show up to your funeral and say nice things to you. You know, I love that my wife did that, that she was the power behind this. I honestly, I never would have thought of this. I want it. I want it dearly, but I never would have thought of it. And this is awesome. So, but when Phil, when my wife did the, what you asked, Phil, she did exactly per your instructions. And it was amazing. And in that moment, I was like, I'm going to have to do a Rock God show where I read all of these to to react and to share and to tell stories it was amazing but this is the last one of the show and for today and thank you phil for doing this but here is his email as instructed let me turn up phil. oh wait i gotta since i turned down my board i forget to mute the actual broadcast back to me so all right did that here we go my dearest charles it's been a fortnight since we saw each other last, and I fear that you have taken a turn for the worse. My platoon has already informed me that rumors are true. You're now officially over the hill, and it doesn't seem like you're coming back. Darling Charles, 40 isn't so bad. You're only 260 fortnights away from being gifted your Medal of Elderly for the American Association of Retired Persons. You can also now sit your favorite bench and yell at the clouds. Passerbys will just look upon you and nod slowly. As they understand you are now just an elder whose mind has turned to mush. Oh, my pretty Charles, I wish you on this day the most glorious of thy years, the most happiest of birthday. 
Yours in life, in this life and in next, Philip Daniel Keating. P.S. You're the rock grandpa of Victrola casting now. <laughs> oh, that's great. John Burns, man. Oh, <laughs> you're such an idiot, Phil. It, it was amazing. It was, dude. Uh, here's here's why and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. Fuck you guys. I will say it. Phil's my favorite. He is my favorite child in the podcasting family that I have. He is my favorite because we we just connect on so many levels, so many different things. And this is some shit I would do. You produce the fuck out of it simply. You just put a, the link in for my wife. You said open video and hit play before reading. And then and, and so that's all she had to do. She didn't even know what it's gonna do. She's like, okay, open the link, hit play. It's playing, and she starts reading it. I'm like, oh, shit, you just John Burns me, man. That is awesome. Uh, so that, that, was, that was amazing, Phil. I love you to death. You're, you're by far my favorite. Uh, sorry, sorry I, made, I forced you to be a cool kid when you were here. <laughs> that, that was not, not the intention there. But uh, uh, love you to death. Love you all, man, all of you. It is great. And Laura here, final word of the show, uh, talking about Aaron. She had a great idea, and we need to start telling people about their good things before they're gone. Absolutely. I think on Facebook, along with the dollar idea, because I think that's genius, genius, you know, and that's my idea, holy, is when you wish somebody a happy birthday on Facebook, add a dollar. And maybe it'll pick up. I hope it picks up. It'll pick up in my crew. Excuse me. It'll pick up in my crew across the board. But add a dollar. Uh, I got to go. I got stuff to do, too. And uh, uh, But the other thing is, instead of just saying happy birthday, write a little something about what they mean and why you're wishing them a happy birthday. I'm going to start doing that. Well, Aaron had a great thing. So thank you, everybody, for being a part of all of this jazz. Oh, man, that made for a great, great, great moment in my life. And that's what Rock God, Rock God of Podcasting is about, is I want to share with you. I want to motivate you. I want to give you stuff to do. But really... It's about what I want and what I do, and that's why I do this show. And and this was a whole self-serving episode, but I love it. I love it to death. So I, everything's to death for me, which is, see, see, that's how strong those words are. I love you to death. I just said I'm never going to die. So guess what, bitches? I love you forever. Go out and love somebody. Give them, tell them exactly, well, <laughs> yeah, tell them exactly what they mean to you and know that that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Until uh, the next time I sit in a microphone, go out and love somebody. Thank you.